Hey everybody, welcome to Sleep With Me. We're presenting our NAPCAST today, if this is your first time finding it. We're a podcast to put you to sleep. This is a little nap-sized nugget of our podcast from Game of Drones. Game of Drones normally comes out on Sunday nights about an hour and a half. This should be about 20 to 30 minutes, perfect size for a nap. We also have Nana, non-Game of Thrones, not Nana Game of Thrones, content on Tuesday and Thursday nights. All of our episodes usually come out at 5 p.m. GMT time or or whatever the other way to say it is, like international... Um, computerized time, USP maybe, I don't know, UTI, maybe that's a form of birth control. Anyway, this is a podcast to put you to sleep. This is just a little sample, or ideally it's just enough to take a nap. It's going to be a little bit of Prince Tommen and a little bit of praying to the old gods and the new. You can check us out at www.sleepwithmepodcast.com or on iTunes or your favorite podcatcher. Uh, Android, you can see, find us on Stitcher or Pocket Cast or whatever you use. Thanks so much for listening, and I hope I help you take a nap. Hello, this is, uh, hello, this is Tommen, Lord Tommen, Sir Tommen again, reporting in from my room, I get yet another night alone in my room, banned from leaving, and only, uh, to deal with Sir Lancel coming to see me to say uh, he actually tries to be nice to me. I think he has a a side uh, frightens me because he looks a bit like me. And he he says he comes in and I say, Oh, is my mother with you? And he says, What are you talking about? I don't smell like lavender oil, Tom, and you're having a spell. And I say, oh, okay, I didn't, wouldn't say anything about lavender oil. Uh, but uh, to sense my mother's essence here in a non-lavender, and Lancel says, please stop talking. And I say, okay, well, should I start screaming for the guards? And Lancel says, Tom, and we haven't had any room garden in ages. We just lock you in here. And I say, oh, that's why no one responds to my cries, but Sir Pounce. And I'm off track already. This is the tale of Sir Pounce, the greatest cat that's ever lived, the greatest cat ever known, the greatest cat who's ever been best friends with a boy named Tommen. And this is the tales of Sir Pounce, not the tales of Sir Tommen locked in his room against his will with Sir Lancel. Oh, yes, I'm so proud to be telling you Sir Pounce and the Quest 08 is about to come to a close, maybe, I believe, because Sir Pounce meant when, when, what, Sir Pounce? When, Sir when? Okay, okay, Sir Pounce. Sir Pounce said when, Sir when, and what he means is he wants to uh, claw Sir Lancel uh, a lot. And I said, sure, I will uh, put you in his pants one day and you can claw away at him. Anyway, so Sir Pounce was in Lannisport, in Castel- looking up at Castellay Rock, which sits above Lannisport, I think. I don't know. They say I don't listen to my lessons because I'm staring out the window. So they put me in a room with no windows And then they say, I don't listen to my lessons because I'm staring at the walls. So then they say, I'll put horse blinders on the boy. 
That was a Marin, Sir Marin. And Jeff said, that'll get him his lessons. And then that uh, maester said, bless your boy. Well, I put a blinders on a boy, got put po-. and then they put pony blinders on me. And now they call me pony blinders. Oh, well. But so Sir Pounce is in Lannisport. And Sir Pounce was there, and he he was uh, triumphantly returning, he thought. And he thought, all the lady cats will be calling on me. Sir Pounce returning back to uh, whence he came, whence, whence I brought him as a little baby cat. Uh, the father had read a baby cat, kitten, a father had rescued. And father had said he found him in a case of wine that he had fallen on. I don't know what his father said, something about it. And uh, so Sir Pounce was there, no cats, he couldn't find a cat around, not a boy cat, not a girl cat, not any cats. And he said he would go to the impoverished area of Lannisport, which I don't even know. I think they just call it Dirty Town. Mother says, don't even think about it. That's where the dirty, that was something I don't know. She always makes this face that even, they call it her bathroom face, okay? Just this, that's all I need to say. So Pounce said, man, where are all these cats? Where are all the cats of our kingdom? And finally, Sir Pounce found a, a, a rat. And the rat was like, oh boy. And the rat looked so full, full, full of food and and uh, fat. And Sir Pounce said, I could easily trick, catch you down, so don't go anywhere. And the, the mouse uh, rat said, okay, man. And Sir Pounce said, where the hell are all the cats, brother? And the rat said, they're gone. Cats are gone. They've been sent off as a part of some plan by uh, that, that guy with the uh, cold, ice-cold face. And Sir Pounce said, ice-cold face. Is that uh, Tommen's grandfather, the scariest, coldest man alive? And the rat said, who's Tommen? And Sir Pounce said, well, this is my best friend. The best friend a cat could have, Sir Tommen. I'm going to have to, you know, mess you up. And the rat said, sorry, man, I don't uh, take history classes about the coolest humans ever to live and one day to be, you know, rise above his being trotted upon to be great. And Sabat said, oh, I'm glad. I'm glad you understand that great Tommen will not be ever, you know, Tommen will rise up. And Cat Rat said, oh, yeah, sure. But they took them all, they put them on a boat, and they said it was some plan to spread uh, some cat disease around the north. And Sir Pounce said, well, that's a bummer, man. And what are you guys doing? And the rat said, well, most of the rats are gone because uh, they had to feed the cats. Then, you know, so they brought a lot of rats. And there's not a lot of food around here, man. It's rough times because of wars on. And Sir Pounce said, well, boy, man, I need a little, uh, I'm looking for a lady cat. And the rat said, well, you're going to have to find... He goes, oh, you know, I'll tell you what, man. Now, out there in the woods, there's the uh, the woods of uh, woods of woe. I don't know if you've heard of it and, and any stories, other stories, but they're just up there over the hill, and that's where uh, Tywin and some, you know, some bad stuff happened once upon a time. Maybe it was even before Tywin was born. And they say those woods are haunted. 
But I'll tell you what, us rats, we know there's something way worse than ghosts in there for rats. Wild cats, man. Wild cats. That's a Sapound said, wild cats, eh? And yeah, the rat said, so if you go in there, you might not come back out, but if you do, you know, you might find some, you know, lady wild cats. So Sapound went off to this woods alone. He went in there, and it was dark, and it was scary, and there was noises, and there was strange things, and shadows. And Sapound was like, and he said, okay, I don't never seen a wild cat before, and I don't know what would happen. And, uh, so I don't know if I've, I've ever fought anything wild, pure wild. Except I went on that bull riding thing and uh, I did. Uh, they threw me in that pit with the bear, but I well, that was different. And then Sapounce noticed something was following him, and his cat, you know, senses were were alert, but also thrown off because he's like, "Oh, this sounds like somebody's jamming my cat signals." And so he, he jumped into a log and he hid. And pretty soon he found thump, thump on the log, something big and something heavy. And it said he sniffs, uh, something sniffing. And then they said it jumped down and looked around. And he saw looking at this cat with giant, giant front teeth. And Sir Pound started to giggle. And he said he giggled so much the log rolled. And then the log broke. And the, this cat with the big teeth was looking at him. Licking its chops and said, Rawr. I'm a man, what are you? You're no rat, and you're no wild cat. And Sir Pound said, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, your teeth are huge, man. Those front teeth, what, what do you got now? You guys don't have uh, any kind of, uh, you never lived in a castle, have you? Is that why you guys are wild? You have, your teeth are crazy. And the cat said, what are you talking about? I use these for a... Uh, I, I use these, they're threatening. Most animals find them threatening, but I use them for digging usually because I eat a lot of insects. And so Pounce says, those things are great, man. Oh, they look like a couple of uh, teeth that have grown. And so Pounce kept laughing, and the cat said, I... the cat said, oh, you're hurting my esteem. And so Pounce said, well, there's something wild about you, wild cat. And, uh, you know, I notice you're, uh, you've got that, you know, look about you. You're a lady wildcat, I'm going to assume. And she said, I am. And, uh, you know, I was looking for a morsel to eat. And Sir Pound said, well, uh, I'll tell you what, uh, I've never kissed a wildcat before. I don't know how we would do it with those giant teeth of yours. And uh, of course, I said, uh, "Suppose cats kiss." I never, well, I've never seen cats kiss before. Usually, with the other cats, you were just. If we, if, I thought you said you hip kissed them. And then Suppose said, "Be common, Tom, and this is a story." And uh, so the uh, the cat says, "Oh, are you you're still on on my teeth?" And Suppose said, uh, "You know, how if I rub my head about against your teeth, can you feel that?" And the cat said, no, well, I kind of can in my jaw. And so Pound said, what if I rub up against your teeth and I purr because it feels good? And the cat said, good gracious goodness, that is, that vibration you're purring is sending through my teeth is going straight into my brain. 
and down to my abdomen along my gata, the um, part that constantly controls most of my subconscious movements or whatever the heck you call it. My heart is leaking goodness. And so bouncing and I kept rubbing that thing, and the next thing you know, that cat started to purr like a thousand kittens in a giant bucket of milk. But they were, you know, in a good way, not in a bad way. And he said, I, I plucked them wild, wild whiskers, Tom, and you wouldn't believe. And I almost lost an eye. And even that, I even held on to that tooth once. And I said, whoa, boy. Yeah, well, so, Tom, and you can hold on to the teeth. And I said, so, oof. I said, so, pounce. What do you, hold on to the teeth? What do you mean, hold on to the teeth? The leverage, Tom, and boy, you gotta give it, I might have to return. We should, Tom, what do you think we go back to Lannisport and uh, get back there? You know, Casterly Rock, Woods of Woe. Why, Tom, I would never go to the Woods of Woe, Sir Pounce. Oh, boy, boy, boy that Tom, and you, you know, you humans with giant teeth, do you? I don't know, Sir Pounce. I'm still not... So, okay, okay. I'll finish rounds, rounds and rounds. Okay, so Tim, Sir Pounce, that's time's up. And so that is the tale of Sir Pounce and the cat with the giant teeth and part of the part of uh, Sir Pounce's ongoing quest to wait, which I think he may... I don't know, but I need to go because Sir Pounce, they got rid of that chair... And so now Sir Pounce has me to um, do something with the blinds, and then he says, don't look. So I have to arrange the blinds a certain way with, never mind. Sir Pounce says, don't talk about it. He's shaking his head at me. So thank you for listening. This is Sir Tommen and Sir Pounce. The boy who is all alone except for the greatest cat who's ever lived. The best friend a boy could have, and the best friend a cat could have. Tommen and Sir Pounce. Good night. Some prayer in crone, sweet crone, Miller Smith, Bartke, Jester. It's me. Usual, you know, you know who it is. Obviously, you're, you're God. I mean, I would hope you've got some sort of. Uh, they don't even have caller. They used to have this thing called caller ID. Gods, it came out. People used telephones, and it would show who was calling. It was kind of a big, big deal because it was a new thing. Uh, and uh, you could see somebody's number in there. Or if they didn't, you know, if it was a... a, 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 a used to be these people that would call you to try to sell you stuff, God, so it was really annoying. Uh, it's good, good gratitude, filled with gratitude, that's gone. But, you know, it's going to... It's a joke that passed, it's times past, that you would, you know, if, see if you guys had prayer ID to see how I was praying in. But... Um, something we take for granted, the power of the phone, the cellular phone now. The, I think I don't, I, don't, uh, I don't even make any calls over the cellular waves anymore, gods. I make it all over the Internet, much cheaper. Uh, go over for the data, depending on your data plan. But, you, you know, problem, I don't know if that's problems. You, you, what's the tech situation and... 
Well, George R. R. Martin would not be happy about me talking to you about this, God's. And that's what brings me to point. I got to get in action, I know, and get this um, fake hound, maybe, but Cat Stevens and uh, Aristotle. Problem is, God's, my memory is horrible. And especially when you get into the, like, I think the problem started in season four and now it's only season two. Some of you can relate to that problem. I was like, huh. And so I know that I had some problems with Cat Stevens and Aristotle and the fake hound, but he's fake hound I'm not really worried about. He's just a whatever tool in more ways than one. But uh, I think Aristotle has a fantasy fiction time machine, but then I also remember I made that made in love machine. I think one of them tried to steal that uh, thing. But maybe that was the fake hound. But maybe that was where it was a little machine. I thought, you know, I think we talked about it. Don't come a-knocking when the maiden fantasy machine is a-rocking, that type thing. Uh, so I know Cat Stevens is out there, I think. God's, um, I don't watch a lot of procedurals or investigation shows, but this is definitely an investigation to find them. I did read some Agatha Christie novels for the first time about four months or two, four months of the summertime, and they were wonderful, God. So if you, Barky, I'm not giving you any more library books, so send me some magical acorns or something. I'll buy them for you. Uh, well, I should probably have those copies. So I, I read um, one where all everybody's on the island one. It had two different names, and then there were none, I think, is the, the newer name. And then I read the one where they're all on a train. Uh, uh, both have pejorative possible words in the original titles, but not important, God's. Uh, but both were great. And I'm not, like so timeless when you read them very timeless I don't know how it's six but great very good very well written very entertaining fortunately I didn't get any tips out of it. I should have been saying okay well how does that guy do it the uh, Belgian guy or whatever French guy I think he's Belgian I don't know uh, per, 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 I know this one I'm never going to say right Pirio Perot Pirate Hercule Pirio, I don't know. But anyway, I'm not him. But he's good at figuring stuff out. But I got to find the Cat Stevens, and I don't even remember what what's our beef that started it. And I know Aristotle tried to get me with his, uh, I don't, I'm not even sure. But I know I got to catch them at least because they should not be running around Westeros mucking around. I mean, neither, technically I shouldn't. But now I'm trying to fix things, so of course I'm doing your will, your biddings, because somehow, well, if I guess if you got rid of them, that would return things to some sort of balance there. And you, but I'll still be around. I still got mine, so I'll just break their fantasy fiction time machine. And uh, so I don't know how to catch them. Is why I'm prayered in. Basically, I don't know where to start. I mean, most of my uh, scheming abilities come from. Movies, TV, pop culture stuff, something, and usually the situation you do a couple things, maybe set a trap, you know, find some bait, or 
um, set a trap by like making a making them mad at me, so mad that that would be like the uh, uh, you can't handle the truth trap, where then they're so mad they come and get me, or just some other trap uh, like a road runner, a wily e. coyote one, you know, be like, okay, man, I got this brand new guitar. And totally, I got this total uh, leaf hat, what do they call them, ivy crown. I'm just going to leave them here and take a nap over here. You know, spread these leaves around by, you know, by this brand new guitar, rare, rare guitar, Stradivarian, I believe, made this guitar. And yeah, this uh, book of, uh, uh, you know, the book by this real smart guy contradicting all Aristotle's stuff. But I'll just leave him here, and I'm going to lie down, take a nap, and um, maybe I'll even drink too much wine and pass out. And hopefully my guitar and my philosophy tomes and my uh, ivy or whatever hat. And I got that nice white robe there that is so comfortable and some incense and um, meditation stuff and um, beard trimmer just in case anybody needs a beard trim. All that stuff I'm going to keep in my bag and uh, leave it around and rest and just drift off into sleep. I don't know, God, are you still with me? I'm sorry. That's one idea. Uh, get them mad. So the, the traps, do you think that sounds dumb, gods? I mean, you can be honest with me. You think they'd fall for that? I mean, to be honest, I don't, I mean, I know the fake count's dumb, but I don't know about Aristotle and Cat Stevens. I think they're pretty crafty. So I can, so the other thing is to track them down and be like, are they setting a trap for me? But then that could get into the old double trap situation. Like, it's like, oh, I'm trapped. Shushum, tables are turned yet again, Aristotle and Cat Stevens. Or I could just start singing. Maybe that's what I'll, okay, this is it, guys. I got the plan. Good. Th- you guys are the best at helping me brainstorm. Oh, thank you, my gratitude for you, gods. So this is what, the, I got the plan. Here's what we're going to do. Um, Smith, Barky, I need you guys to get together, whip me up some guitar throw some magic in there from those, you know, magic types that, you know, I can look like I'm playing it, but I don't even know how to strum. I know some people are like, well, I'm trying to learn a chord or two. Me, I don't know strumming. So, you know, I could probably fake it, but I need some kind of self-playing guitar. Like, they call it air guitar here, but that's when you're told, like, I need a fake guitar that, you know, so I can... um, lip sync guitar guitar sync not air guitar because i need actual so you guys get on that and then miller i need you to make up some kind of grits that i can drink and eat that'll grittify my voice maybe crone you could help him with that age out my tones and um maybe you know give me some curly locks that i can grow out what i'm gonna do i'll become a little bit of a bard a troubadour a minstrel, and I'll start hitting up. I'll start touring around West Rose, and I'll be like, "Yeah, no, I won't. hi everybody, how you doing? Um, yeah, I'm a traveling minstrel philosopher, and I got songs that examine the human condition. 
Yeah, you might wonder if you're in forms or, you know, poetics of, uh, you know, I'm going to wax on some poetics of story, narrative, structure type stuff. And then I'm going to say, bottom of everything to you. You know I want to start a philosophy that's new. Baby, I'm not sure if this is a form or if it be real and... If you want to think, take good care. There's a lot of false forms out there. Just, uh, you know, something and beware. Boom, boom. Ooh, baby, baby, it's a philosophizing world. It's hard to get by without some poetic pearls. Boom. So I'll do that. But I'll do like all those. That's by the way, guys. That's a Cat Stevens song. Barky, there was some on the freaking iPod I gave you. Uh, but uh, so I'll do that. That's that's a hundred percent. That's not, uh, I mean, I I don't think I came up with the plan. You guys put it in my brain. I know. I'm not. I'm I'm humble. Humble. Humble now. So I'll just do that. I'll start jamming. I'll, I'll probably see. Uh, if I can get my hands on a couple of Aristotle books so I can, you know, get really Aristotelian. Aristotelian? Maybe I could say that. I'm a Aristotelian, bro. <laughs> I'm bringing it to you, you people of Westeros. I'm, uh, I'm dropping some Aristotelian. And you could totally mash up some Bob Mar- I don't want to get Bob Marley mad. I like him. I like Cat Stevens originally and Aristotle, but not these... Ones that are out. So that'll, that'll set the trap. And then uh, we'll spring the trap. I don't actually have the trap part. I just have the bait. And, I, you know, it's best if I'm the bait. Maiden, you know, maybe if you want to listen to me sing, uh, let's see if I could uh, do another. Uh, um, I don't know how many Cat Stevens songs I know off the top of my head, Maiden. I know Father and Son. Uh, take change. Just relax. Let me take off your slippers. You're a maiden. You look so good. You got that sexy little robe. You're up in Westeros's heaven. And I'm calling you down here to listen to me pretend that I'm Cat Stevens and Aristotle. I don't know if that was that was a little father. Um, I was once like the warrior and the father and the mother. They ignored the sweet old maiden and the sons of sons. I'll work on it. Don't worry. Just let's to Saturday night and I ain't got no maiden. I want a maiden I could call my own. It sounds a little desperate. I know maiden. I'm just, you know, mostly I'll just be, you know, waxing, you know. Seriously, I'll be doing some phil- 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 philosophizing and singing. And I'm sure, hopefully, I got will be able to build up an audience for it. Maybe I could just sell it like the podcast and say it's going to bore you to sleep. But I don't think that would make Cat Stevens and Aristotle jealous. And... um I don't know if you guys could uh, give me a, a, a sidekick. I could call him Socrates. 
No, we probably don't want to get anybody else, you know. So that's it, Gads. It's, I'm, thankfully, it gave me a plan, and that's my new plan. Sounds like an old plan. I don't know if I, I remember, but this will be non-religious, so I'll be out in the, you know, bars and pubs and inns, but it'll be, you know, I won't be getting into religion. I'll be getting into philosophy, poetics, and other books by Aristotle, you know, the ones that I know about that I'm not saying right now. And, of course, the whole catalog of Cat Stevens, not just his greatest hits, but his hits and his, you know, misses. But mostly his hits, I guess, because that, it'll work because Cat Stevens' songs are good and easy on the ears, maybe even when I sing them. Um, uh, ooh, maiden, maiden, you're a wild girl. It's hard to get by without a little Aristotle. I think there's another one. Did Marky Mark cover all of uh, Cat Stevens' songs? Or just, uh, well, well, I don't know, that was a Lou Reed song, this other one. So that's it, Cats. I'm, gonna, I'm out there. I'm going to be doing this. This is my plan. So I need that guitar for real. I mean, I'm not even praying. It's not for me. I'm not asking for the guitar for me. I'm asking for it for George R. R. Martin, Weiss, Benioff, and pretty much all of Westeros to keep them safe from my lunacy because I shouldn't have never got involved. So thank you guys for this great opportunity. I will be Cat Aristotle or uh, Aristotle Stevens. Yeah, Aristotle Stevens, you're right. The Cat. Aristotle Stevens, the Cat. Yeah, tonight, performing at the uh, Inn of uh, Green Gables, Aristotle Stevens, the cat. Hey, lady, uh, wow. I even got a hell with this kid. Hey, how you doing, everybody? Tonight, I'm going to lay down some, uh, you know, you ever think about uh, life, the meaning of life? I got a song about that. All right, so that's it, guys. I'll be reporting back. Thank you for this wonderful opportunity, and good night.